All right. Hello. 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 We're rolling. We're rolling. Oh boy, it's exciting. It's exciting. We went through a couple of test runs, but this is the it's the first one. So let me just start off on it. Start off on the wrong foot. I'm blabbing. My name is Josh. I'm Josh Dickens, and this is the very first episode of Cinema Survey. 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 Cinema Survey. 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 You know, listen. I don't even know how this is going to sound back when I replay it. You know, I feel like I'm whispering a little bit because, you know, it's one o'clock in the morning on a Thursday night, Friday morning here in Jersey City, New Jersey. Don't want to make up the roommate, but no, I'm excited. Um, first episode of Cinema Survey, and uh, we're going to talk about something pretty cool. I just was able to go to the movies this week and, you know, in the world of Corona, coronavirus that hasn't been a thing um, for quite some time. I can't remember the last time. I went to the movies before Corona, but um, I went this past Monday and I saw a very special movie that um that we'll get into. But um, before we start, Cinema Survey, this podcast, this podcast, Cinema Survey, you know, it's really my goal um, to have a podcast where I can just give my honest review, reaction and predictions of all things that we love to watch binge on our big screens in the in the movie theaters, even to the small screens that we have on our laptops, our TVs with them, shows that we watch. So. Listen, in quarantine, um, I feel like it's been nothing but time to go watch and, and binge a lot of things. So this definitely is the time to go um, to dive deep into that. I've been I mean, to deep rabbit hole of movies and shows. I feel overwhelmed sometimes. So, too many things to watch. But um, now that theaters are open in Jersey, I can go watch movies again. My my beloved pastime. Boy, this is um, it's exciting. It's what I wanted to do all along. So um. But let me just start off. Let me just let me just kick it off. Let me just stop blabbing around. You know, this is the first one, so there's going to be some kinks and um and, and bumps along the road. But who cares? Let's just see how it rolls. If I fly, I fly. If I if I if I crash, I crash. But um, it's all good. So this whole story, I I, I want to title this something. So I guess that that will spoil it. But this this podcast is all about Tenet, 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 Christopher Nolan's Tenet. I can't. I don't know how many what number of films he's made. Um, I'm, I'm gonna just guess, and this is like the tenth movie of Christopher Nolan's career. You know, the tenth installment of Christopher Nolan's career. Um, I'm just guessing. Um, it's Tenet that came out last weekend, so over the Labor Day um, holiday weekend on September 4th, um, in theaters where it's open, of course, not open um, nationwide, where because some nations or some states don't have uh, theaters are open, but in New Jersey. But in New Jersey, it's open, and I was able to see it on Labor Day. So I spent my Labor Day holiday um, snuggled up um, by myself, socially distanced from everybody, in a lovely um, AMC theater here in New Jersey. But um, man, Tenet is, is a movie I've been waiting for, like many people, for a while. Man, I mean, I think coming into 2020, it was. I don't think it's far-fetched to say it was the most anticipated film of the year. I mean, there was no major Marvel film coming out. I mean, Black Widow, but that I mean, Black Widow's not Endgame. Black Widow's not Infinity War. So it's not like this was going to be an off year for Marvel from the jump. So this, so Tenet really had the the upper hand. Knowing it was coming out in the summer, um, it was one of the most anticipated films, like for sure. And I was looking forward to it long before um, even 2020 came around. I can't remember the first time I saw the teaser for Tenet. But man, it is it, it, that tease. I need to go back and watch it. But it was memorable because a I didn't know what the movie was about, but I was intrigued. And b 
all I really remember seeing is John David Washington and Robert Pattinson. Now, as you tell me, I might know, I might not know. Robert Pattinson has been on a roll these past few years with with it, picking up uh, fantastic roles and and being in great films. And obviously, he's about to be the Batman soon. So shout out to him. And then you got John David. You know the the heir of the great. You know the son of, of the great uh, Denzel. So I mean, you know, and, and all, all his career, watch his career shoot up since some Black Klansman and Baller. So that was I was really excited to see that. So I remember seeing that that teaser last year. And just thinking, dang man, this is um, it looks pretty good. And it was Christopher Nolan, like Christopher Chris. At least in my my opinion, my book, Chris Nolan is on the on the status of if it's a Chris Nolan film, I'm intrigued. You know, it's like it's like that quote from um. DiCaprio and, um, and Django. At first, you had my attention, but now you have my no. At first, you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. You know that teaser, you had my a Christopher Nolan teaser gets my curiosity and attention. Um, so I saw that last year. I knew I was gonna. I knew it was gonna be um, a movie that I wanted to see this year in 2020. So, but of course, we all have plans for 2020, and then when 2020 finally comes around, um, those plans get blowed up, shot down in our face. And that's basically what happened with Tenet and cinema in general. I mean, listen, I'm the type of mother lover that can go to the movies with friends, have a whole bunch of friends, enjoy it with a whole bunch of friends, I love it, you know, get popcorn, get food, blah, 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 laugh, talk during the movie. And I'm also the mother lover that can go to the movies by my dang self, sit by my dang self and enjoy it. And uh, I've been doing that constantly. Listen, I have an AMC A-lister, so I definitely do that because not everybody goes to the movies like I do. Um, so when Corona came and took that away from me, I felt like part of my soul was gone, y'all. I felt like I was missing part of me was was dead inside because I couldn't go um, to AMC on the weekends to catch the, the, the newest flick. But um, yeah, man, like to see that how Corona messed up the the, um, the plans for Tenet was um, was crazy because it was initially supposed to come out on July seventeenth, I believe. Um, yeah, July 17th, I know it was supposed to be the time. It was 17th or 18th, which is which is funny because July 18th was the day um, back in 2008 when The Dark Knight came out, arguably Chris Nolan's greatest film. Um, so I was like, dang, this is around that same time. So, you know, around this time, back in 2008, he released something great. You know, I was crossing the fingers that he was going to do it again here in 2020. Um, and something that was really, really kind of interesting with the whole, like, early in quarantine and corona and everything like tenant was going to be like a tentpole or like see where we were as a nation you know because he chris nolan and, and warner brothers they were not budging with that deadline like movies were pushing movies back they were pushing back they were getting different times um different release times um like black widow milan milan was supposed to come out in march black widow was supposed to come out in may that could got pushed back and pushed back and the closer and closer we got to the date for towards the summer Warner Brothers kind of held it. Warner Brothers held Tenant to like July seventeenth. That was going to be the day. That was going to be the day where it's going to come out. That was going to be like the welcome back to the movies on July seventeenth. Um, for a while, I can't remember the exact time when it made the adjustment, the first adjustment to, to push the date back. But it, 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 I think it was in the month of July, and then they, they pushed it back a couple weeks to end of July. Then it got pushed back a couple weeks more into August, and then eventually it got pushed back indefinitely, I believe. I really should have done some research before I did this podcast, but to the point where it got pushed back to the point where um, it was going to do an international launch. Um, Tenet's been out internationally already, um, and then only select cities and theaters here in the States where we're at currently. So Corona um, had Tenet down. It, it, it was down out for the count, but I'm just personally happy and thrilled that um, it wasn't sent to streaming. 
you know what I'm saying? Listen, when I think about there is a number of films that I was really um, excited for this year that got impacted by Corona, but the two that just stand out the most was Tenet, number one, and I'm happy I was able to see it in the theaters, and number two is Mulan. Like I personally, side note, I'm a big, Mulan's my favorite Disney classic film, and to see that it um, got pushed to Disney Plus, I ain't gonna lie, it hurt me a little bit. I understand the business um, side behind it all uh, with Disney, but it hurt me a little bit. Who somebody who enjoys going to the theaters and who doesn't have a family to support. Um, but that's another podcast for another day. I was thrilled that Chris Nolan, Warner Brothers stood, stood stood their guard. Like all these movies were going on demand. You know, they were making that that adjustment. It, easily could have did it listen warner brothers is owned by um at&t and, uh, and, and the hbo family they could have possibly just thrown it on hbo max if they felt like it that would have got some subscribers to hbo max hello um but they stood the ground they stood strong and said this is going to be a theatrical um release and i am so pleased and um uh, i'm happy they did that man so um shout out to chris nolan shout out to warner brothers for doing that for um at least for the some of the diehard movie fans like um like myself a little nod a little nod to us and um but yeah listen i was over the um over the labor day weekend i was before labor day i should say i was in philly um got a lot of family in philly so i was down there for the weekend i was going to try to go see this movie in philly um on i think it was saturday i was trying to go see it and like something came up and it was like an hour out because me personally i want to see this i wanted to since i've seen it already i wanted to see the film um the way chris nolan intended it like i wanted to see it in imax i wasn't going to see it in regular i was not going to see it in regular i wanted to see it in imax and thankfully i did um but i was i was i was bullish on seeing it in imax so the, not every theater is open in philly so there was like a, a, a theater like an hour out like an hour away um that i that i got tickets for um through my um, AMC A list, no, it's definitely Friday because I was doing some work on Friday, and um, and I was doing work, and, and by the time I got in the car, so I was checking the, how how far it would take for me to drive there the night before, but then and it was like four, it was like forty or forty five minutes to get to the place. So I had boom, and I got time. So then the next day, that Friday, you know, I'm doing work, I'm doing work a little bit late, and I look at the clock, right, boom, I gotta go, and I get in the car and about to leave, and it's like boom, it's like an hour and some change. To get to the theater now because there was an accident on a highway or wherever i had to take the the path i had to take to get to um to get out to this town to get to watch the movie and, and the amc with that, that amc that's open that has an imax so not only did i have to find a theater that was open i had to find an amc theater not only did i have to find an amc theater that was open i had to find an amc theater that was open with imax and not only did i have to find an amc theater that had imax that was open i had to find an amc theater with imax that was open that had a slot to um to watch it because a lot of them were sold out over the weekend, at least in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area, a lot of theaters were sold out, at least IMAX, were sold out for Tenet. I was like, all right, people are actually going to the theaters. Like, And again, 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 theaters are at 40% capacity. They're not full capacity, so it's limited seating, all that in general. But still, it, you know, when I saw that, I got that, you know, got that rush, got that buzz, like, oh, man, like, it, we're really back to normal just a little bit. We're, we're back to normal a little bit, so... Long story short, I tried to see it in Philly um, last week. What weekend didn't work out because, you know, there was some accident on the highway. I didn't feel like driving an hour to some other town just to show up late 
and maybe miss something or i wanted to be able to roll up in there get some food get a drink just you know relax sit down and enjoy um my welcome back to the movie movies kind of experience at amc which was um which is what i eventually did on monday labor day uh in jersey because apparently i guess nobody was in the movie in jersey which is cool um there's about there was a good number of people in, in the theater when i saw it on monday um but um but yeah but it was it was a dope experience i'm happy i was able to see that um the most anticipated movie of the year for me um it was dope um but let me stop rambling about everything going around the film let's just dive right into it let's just do the cinema survey um for 2020s christopher nolan's 2020 um summer blockbuster tenant now this is going to be kind of a short episode obviously this is my first one just getting my feet wet so i'm just going to cover you know pros and cons and and personally people people are kind of asked the pros and cons i like to start with the bad before the before the good because i like ending on a good note and there's a lot of good and there's a lot of good in, in this the film but there are some things that stood out i'm like yo man i didn't really like that that much um so for cons with this movie first off straight up the audio problems like there were multiple times i'm sitting here watching this film and thinking wait what did they say wait what did he say and like where i was i was seated i was sitting like not in the front row of the theater you know i was you know i was kind of in the center i was near the front but it doesn't matter where you are in the theater you should be able to hear crystal clear what's going on what's going on uh, during the film so i don't even that's a stupid excuse um there was audio problems and it was shocking it was the opening scene and the opening scene was really good i was really like in, into it it was um i really um caught my attention with action and, and, and the heist everything that was going on with that with that bomb but um man there were times when they were communicating i was like yo what did they say and you know once you see it you, you know they have all, all these guys are running around music is blasting music is blaring um and they're wearing masks side note Tenet is the perfect film for 2020 in the coronavirus and coronavirus and pandemic because there's a lot of masks wearing going on. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, this is the perfect movie we're going to for, for what we're going through right now. It's a reminder to wear your mask. Wear it, ladies and gentlemen. If you go outside, wear it. It's like putting on a seatbelt when you go driving right around the car. All right. Put it on. Put your mask on if you go out in public, ladies and gentlemen. Do it. Um, and Tina was a good reminder of that. There was multiple times throughout the film people had masks, not not for like to, to prevent a disease or anything, but you know for um, tactile reasons and other reasons like that. You just have to watch the movie. But there's a lot of times where they were wearing masks and they had to communicate with the mask on. In the very opening scene, he's running around um, doing 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 what he was doing, and um, he was talking. And I was like, "What the fuck did he just say?" And there's other multiple times in the film when it was like that when they were trying to talk. Um, with the mask on, I'm like, yo, I did not catch that at all. It's like the mixing of the of the of the audio and, and the music, because the music was blaring, um, which was obviously good. That's what Chris Nolan is known for his type of films, but um, it, just, it just didn't mix well. I'm like, did did y'all not catch this in the edit? Like, did y'all not catch this when y'all were reviewing the film? Like, why why this sounds like something that could be easily been fixed? It's like go another going back to another Christopher Nolan I talked about already, The Dark Knight in 08 the opening scene of the dark knight was the bank robbing scene you had all those guys with the joker mask on and, and stuff like that it was similar to that for tenant where there's a the thing going on everybody's wearing masks but the dark knight you heard them crystal clear you understood what they were saying crystal there was no <laughs> there was no disturbance at all but for tenant it was like yo like i really don't know what y'all are saying right now like i don't know what's going on at all and it's funny you know I i'm a big supporter of imdb I'm, i support imdb more than i do rotten tomatoes and reading the reviews that someone wrote down it's like 
couldn't understand half the film half the film is an exaggeration but yeah i felt that exactly like there was just parts key parts in the film that i just like i don't know what he said but you know i'm, I'm just gonna roll with it because i just couldn't catch it so that was a big deal i, I really it's just like i feel like it's a small thing that you could fix in like in reviewing the film i don't know i just it's i'm, I'm shocked that a, a major a major blockbuster like this or a major film in general or any film that gets released you know at the reviews um missed that you know they dropped the ball there so that, that was a shocking so that, that was one con um one con i'll say the antagonist you know of the film he was, he was a bit cheesy you know you know you know i think anything when it comes to the superhero genre or spy espionage genre like this you know you have to have a great protagonist and a great antagonist um and listen there was great it was good acting um so the antagonist i'm pulling up the indb right now um the character there was andrea you know sator or whatever but um the actor is kenneth um barnall you know so kenneth, i mean he's been around you know he's been in a lot of films personally to me like kenneth barnall he's a Bar i think i'm saying a Branagh. Branagh, i don't know but the mother love him from harry potter i think he was a uh, chamber of secrets and he was like the goofy the fraud um professor when you know he's acting like oh i'm, I'm so good blah 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 and i'm not the biggest harry potter fan but he was in harry potter i think it was chamber of secrets might have been prisoner asking man he was like the phony professor um teacher of the dark arts you know after snake from the first one but um so that's when i think of him when i see him so here he is this is he's the russian accent to like you are in the wrong profession oh well i'll kill you you why do you want to die you know it's like it was very like cheesy like oh big russian mob guy i will kill you i will cut off your balls and stick it in your throat now, that's a legit uh, that's a verbatim line from the film i was like oh, that's some some good mem um some good imagery but um it's just a little cheesy you know i felt like you know coming from christopher nolan i felt like you could do better than big bad russian mob guy and, and for this and an act of his caliber i felt like you know you can I mean, he didn't do a bad job, but it's like, it just felt a little beneath him. I don't know. I just wasn't, um, it felt very, um, superhero-esque, you know? I mean, even like a villain, like, even the antagonist like this, I wouldn't even see Christopher Nolan using that in the Dark Knight series. Like, he would have been way too cheesy, even in the Dark Knight, um, um serious as well so i was like that nah, antagonist wasn't wasn't the best for me and then those parts of the plot i would say was wasn't the best either and and when i say that like the plot itself was was good and, and very intriguing i'll talk about more um moving on but um parts of the plot was um i just didn't catch it you know and great full disclosure i wish i said that i should have said this at the beginning i've only seen this movie one time this is certainly a movie that you need to see more than one time you know this is just my first episode of cinema survey i'm just throwing this out here want to see if it works and i see how it turns out um but i only saw it once so i had not truly digested and under you know um understood everything that's gone went on in the plot um but after the first first viewing first view there's definitely not plot holes but parts of the plot when i'm like huh so like stating point first case point um, the first part being the painting so the painting so you had you know elizabeth the becky's character um cat cat i think is her name yeah cat um there was like this painting that um that 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 was being held over her like he was saying like this painting was like i don't even know how to explain it but it was this painting that they were going after they're trying to get the painting to like release her from her husband like i just still right even now i don't understand what the whole deal with the painting was i don't get it it was it, it created one of the best scenes in the movie because when 
John David Robert Pattinson had to go into the the airport to go capture this painting. Blah blah blah. You know that was the best action sequence in the film. Really dope and really dope important scene in the entire film actually. Um, but still, I just didn't understand why you had to get this painting. Why your husband is holding this painting over you? I mean, you know, the, the servant comes and puts puts the plate in front of her, and she opens up the the plate, and then boom, the painting's there, and she's like frozen, like oh my gosh, the painting wasn't destroyed. You know, I was like, I just. I just didn't get the big deal about the painting. I, I don't know. Maybe I, once again, maybe I go see it again and I could pick up on um, why it was such a big deal. But I just didn't understand um, the painting. Like, what was the big deal with that? Um, and then in general, whenever, 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 whenever you have a plot about time and time travel, well, maybe not always time travel, but just time in general. That's a confusing plot. That's a confusing thing to say and or really to explain to the audience. Unless we're talking back to the future. You got a mad scientist and Marty in a really tricked out car that can send you back to the future, back and forth in the future. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, this wasn't it. And I think, but but it wasn't, how do I, how do I say this? There was parts that I got and understood, but there were also parts like when at towards the end, when he, when John David, when he went to the past, ooh, well, look at that. When he went to the past, um, when he was walking outside, everything was moving backwards because he was inverted, right? Because he was inverted because he was going to the past. Everything was moving backwards. And I'm like, I bet. So when you're inverted, you know, when you're in the past, everything moves backwards. You move forward, but everything else is moving backwards. Okay, cool. Got it. And then, you know, towards the end, you know, he gets back into the car and you see the car going backwards and you see how everything unfolded with the car crash and then how John Day was actually fighting himself. Um, all this stuff starts coming. The, the dots get starting start to get connected and like, all right cool but then there's parts of it when people and things are moving forward and normal so i didn't understand when he was inverted or when he wasn't like after the car crash after you see why and how the car crashed when he went inverted towards the end um he wakes up and 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 neil robin patterson's um character you know has him like cool down because like like when you're inverted when you're facing heat, you're really getting super cold. I mean, it's really, it's really, it's really inverted. It's really upside down. It's like, it was like, I was watching, I was like, yo, man, this is like Stranger Things upside down. You know, everything is just opposite. You know what I'm saying? You're moving forward, but in the, in the upside down, everything's moving backwards. But even in the upside down, things were moving forward. Like when he went and talked to the, um, I really didn't get these characters names the, the older lady you know who he kills at the end like he was walking with her and then she was moving forward and everybody there was parts to summarize my my um, the difficulty i had the issue i had with this there was parts of the time when he was inverted he being the protagonist john david washington when he was inverted and everybody was and everything was moving forward so it looked like he wasn't inverted and i was like i don't know if he's in the past or if he's in the present or what 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 part of time on the timeline throwing time around where he's at i couldn't understand because i thought the only way to tell if they're inverted or not if everything was going backwards or not so that was like a mind you know numbing kind of situation like are they inverted or not i don't know i don't know where they're on the timeline it was mad confusing because and then at the 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 big you know conflict at the end we had the red team and the blue team the red team is present and the blue team is inverted or whatever it was vice versa one, one team if you it was cool how it was shot because you saw the vantage the vantage point of one team and you're moving forward and the other team was moving backwards you know so that okay they're inverted they're not you got that 
But when it was just the protagonist, John David, like, I, I just couldn't tell whether he was inverted or not towards the end of the film. So that was kind of frustrating. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we, we figured it out. I just I just rolled with it. But maybe again, I only saw it once. So if I see it again, if I go through it again, watch it sit down and actually look for clues, try to follow it. Like, you know, you watch a movie one time, you're just enjoying it. You're trying to keep up. I'm trying to keep up. I'm trying to follow. I'm not really trying to pick in everything, try to piece everything as, as much as I try to. But um, I need to see it a second time and maybe it'll get cleared up. But it was it was kind of like a bummer the first time. Like, well, this makes no sense. But maybe the second time around, it will. Um, then finally, the last comment that kind of stood out is the bomb. The, the, this whole bomb situation and you know I, I'm a huge Batman fan so I'm going to keep going back to Christopher Nolan Batman's films and you know I think about Dark Knight Rises was I don't think it was as bad as people say it really wasn't it really really wasn't as bad as people say uh, memories have um, haven't, haven't helped the people in that in that category but just the concept that you know you had this great film in Dark Knight in 08 and follow up. It's a, it's a tough film to follow up, but to save Gotham, you had to, you know, stop a bomb. You know, it just felt beneath Batman. Like, like it's just like, that's like, we've seen it before. It's, it's, un, it's not original. It's not unique. You know, get the bomb, stop the bomb, save the city. You know, it's like, no big deal. Like, and that was essentially what happened in Tenet. Like, get the bomb stop the bomb oh and didn't necessarily stop the bomb um but it was all around pieced around a bomb that you had to um that you had to get out of harm's way which they essentially did and and i still like kind of confused on why um you know kenneth kenneth's role the the, the the antagonist antagonist if he died and then the bomb went off the world ends like i just that still that went over my head like how how does that happen because it if you see it, uh, like when he dies, the bomb went off above ground and then the world didn't end or did I like and the bomb didn't go off. I'm tripping. Um, I don't know. y'all. It, I, it, I'm, I'm, I, just, I wasn't a fan of the bomb situation at first. I mean, not first. I'm just not a fan of the bomb situation. And then still, I just maybe my mind was still spinning, trying to trying to catch up towards the end because it was like a workout. I, it was, and maybe that's a con too. And listen, I'm a simpleton, all right. So I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a simple man. Sometimes, so these movies and, and books and stories, sometimes that are really deep, and you really got, I really got to think about it to, to catch up. Um, so I'm, I'm just trying to catch up by the time towards the end of this film. I'm trying to trying to catch up and see where they are in the story. I still enjoy it, but I just did not understand. Like the this was the whole plan. This was the whole plot of the story to stop this bomb stop this bomb from exploding stop this man from dying even though he still end up dying his wife still killed that mother lover even though they said don't kill him don't kill him she couldn't hold him i didn't want him to die thinking that he won i'm like come on i thought that was cheesy but the whole bomb and the ending wasn't a fan wasn't a fan of it to be honest again maybe if i watch it when i watch it again um the ending might uh, resonate with me a little bit more but Nah, I wasn't really feeling uh, with the indie with the bomb and all that stuff in that scenario. Um, but dope dialogue between John David and um, and Robert Pattinson at the end. That, that was a cool conversation. But um, I'll get into the acting a little bit more. Or I could talk about it right now because I'll just talk about the pros. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. The acting. Yo, fantastic job. Listen, I mean, I, I personally... 
if you're in a Chris Nolan film, if you're in a signature Chris Nolan film, you, he, he ain't gonna put no bum actors on there. You're gonna have excellent acting. There's gonna be fantastic acting. And this did not, um, he didn't let us down here. And the, and it, the cast with John David, uh, Robin Pattinson, um, look at that, Elizabeth, the Becky, like, you know, Aaron Taylor Johnson. How, I did not know Aaron Taylor Johnson was gonna be in this film. And I'm watching this film, and I'm like, this dude, like, is that, is that Aaron Taylor Johnson? Is that like because he has a ton of facial hair, has a ton of facial hair, and he also has this accent. So it's like I didn't really know, I couldn't really tell. And they're just like, Is that is that is that but um, it was, and he, he did a really good job. I mean, he had a really small, you know, supporting role, but um, acting was phenomenal. I mean, shout out to John David, you know, Washington, um, and his portrayal of, the, of this character because um, it, it was dope, it was really critical. I mean, let's just state the obvious. I can't recall any Christopher Nolan film with a black lead. Like I'm just, I'm just doing this. I haven't seen every single Christopher Nolan film. I don't know um, all Chris Nolan's uh, catalog. So, so correct me if I'm wrong. But I don't think he has. I'm thinking he's the first. I think he's the first black lead in a Christopher Nolan film. And um, you know, he he was awesome. I mean, he, he stood his ground. I mean, um, can't. Uh, no complaints. I mean, it's so it's so funny watching him. You know, obviously Denzel is a legend, so you just like, wow, look at look at look at Denzel boy, look 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 at look, look Denzel, look, look at Denzel Jr. out there doing his thing. Look at him, look at him go. Uh, I mean, yo, he looks like his mama, but sounds like his dad. It, it's um, it's really cool to see that um, legacy, um, and talent. You know, continue down throughout his um throughout the Washington family. You know, even when he fought, even those fighting scenes, yo, listen, I've seen, I've seen the Equalizer. I've seen Denzel fight in some of his films. Man, if he ain't look like his daddy and then some of those fighting scenes, like the way he picked up like that in the kitchen when he was just whacking them dudes, I'm like, I say, hey, 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 okay. Okay, all right, you see him, huh? huh? That's my son, that's John David, huh? I taught him that. Okay, all right, I taught him those moves. I taught him how to pick up that fork and whack it across that dude's head, huh? Yeah, 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 that was me. My man, no, that, he looked like Denzel. You know, fight the fighting mannerisms and the, and the facial reality. I was like, there you go. That's Denzel and Christopher Nolan. So, yeah, John David, he killed He did a good job, man. Um, yeah, it's just really cool to see um, his career, man, from was a Black Klansman. Um, and just a couple years ago, I think that was 2018, and then uh, Monsters of Men. Um, and then a lot of people know about. I I don't watch it, but Ballers. You know, I know he's been on Ballers for a little bit. So, I mean, even before then, the brother was playing in the National Football League. I mean, you talk about a career. This dude, the son of a acting legend, hasn't carves out his own path and and goes to the national football league very difficult to do i mean just in case you didn't know <laughs> he's one of the very few human beings to to get paid to play in the national football league um and then transitions from one difficult um career to another one and and film television and hollywood entertainment blah 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 like it's just incredible work man i can't wait to see um what other doors open up for john david and uh and other roles he got coming up i know him and zendaya have a um film coming up pretty soon or at least in production or something like that so um shout out to him man but yo he killed it he killed an attendant did not disappoint um was excited when i saw him on the on the teaser and uh yo like he didn't disappoint and i love about his his character is like it's just the protagonist 
protagonist. You don't know that mother lover's name. I'm like, what is this dude's name? We're, we're saying Cat. We're saying Neo. We're saying Andrea. Andre. Like, everybody's names getting tossed around. Like, did I miss your name? Like, again, listen, my brain was working hard this movie. Like, I was trying to keep up. And like, no, you didn't hear his name. His name was literally just the protagonist. So it's like this mystery, this element of mystery with him. Like, he was just a uh, CIA operative, you know, doing it, doing his job. Um, so I think that was kind of cool. I think that was pretty dope. And then we get to Pattinson. We get to Pattinson and Robert Pattinson. Yo, listen, like I said at the top of the podcast, Robert Pattinson has been on a roll uh, for the past couple of years. You know, I mean, he has been the poster child for A24 films. Shout out to that production company because or studio, I should say, not production, but studio because they don't miss. A24 rarely misses with their films. And Robert Pattinson has been in a number of them. And obviously now being the Batman that's coming out in 2021. Uh, listen, ladies and gentlemen, he's not Edward anymore. Stop referring to my boy uh, Robert Pattinson as Edward. Or he's not, um, um, I can't even remember what that kid dude's name was in Harry Potter. You know, whatever his role was in Harry Potter when he died at the end in Goblet of Fire. He ain't that no more even. Ain't no team Edward. Ain't Harry Potter. Robert Pattinson is his own Dude, and he's killing it, and he killed this one too. I mean, it was a supporting. I don't. Uh, maybe no. I guess you could say he started. No, he started, and he was. I think he was a co-star. I mean, he had as not as much screen time as John David, but still significant. Um, and he was uh played a significant role in, in the plot and everything. So, yo, great acting overall, man. Really impressed by it, with the both of them. Great chemistry too, um, between the two of them. Um, no man, I think I think. It, um, it really just makes me excited to, um, for, for Batman because obviously Christopher Nolan directed on the best Batman trilogy. So it's going to be interesting um, to see. Uh, it was interesting to see the future Batman in a prior Batman director's film. So that was cool. So the acting, super pro. That was a big pro for me. Uh, next pro, the score. The score, man. Um, the score that is it's most most Christopher Nolan films, I would say, have Hans Zimmer. You know, making doing the, the soundtrack, doing the score for, it. And, and it wasn't Hans Zimmer for this one. Um, I, I'm let me pull it up to see what what exactly what I think it was um, on IMDb. Now it was um, Ludwig Ludwig Gorenson Ludwig Gorenson. Listen, he did his thing. I mean, it, it felt like it felt like it was Hans Zimmer. I mean, no disrespect to Ludwig, but um, we all know Hans is is, is the goat. So. Uh, it felt like a Hans score watching. It. I mean, the opening scene, or the opening scene, even though it had the issues with audio, <laughs> I couldn't really understand what people were saying. Yo, it was going on. It was, it was loud. It was the rhythm, the beat. Like I'm sitting in my seat, like okay, okay, okay. Like I'm just, I'm just riding with the, with with the, the scene because the score is so excellent. Like it just carried the scene. It built the anticipation of what was going on, and you know, I absolutely loved it. So even throughout the film, not just that first opening scene, but the score throughout the film um was, was exciting and entertaining and um i'm i'm gonna dive into ludwig gornson a little bit more and see um his other stuff you know one of my prized possessions uh personal possession i should say one of my spotify playlists is um is called film scores it's one of my favorite film scores a lot of star wars a lot of lord of the rings um a lot of hans zimmer so now i gotta add ludwig to it um but i'll do that but yo the score was awesome and something that 
the point about a score to me also it makes the movie feel big and it's kind of one of the last things i'll say for a pro uh, of tenant like the movie felt big as always with christopher nolan's christopher nolan's films always just feel big and scale and i know now granted i saw it in imax so that's already big and it was shot with imax cameras so that's already big but it just felt big, felt grand, and um, just felt like that type of box office, uh, blockbuster, I'm trying to say, um, experience that you, that you look for in a film like this. You know, the set pieces um, were big. I, I keep going on. Like, the, one of the most memorable scenes was the opening scene, was that heist with the mom. And the open scene, that was awesome. The bungee jump scene was, was cool, looked really great on, on IMAX screen. And then the plane crash, you know, I mean, looking at, I think, some behind-the-scenes footage of... Uh, of 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 tenant was that you know these are he really crashed a plane into a building and i'm like well geez you couldn't uh get a fake plane or a cgi that and but everything just felt big it felt real it felt really real so um and that's that's what chris nolan is known for that's what nolan is known for making making those type of um set pieces and films like that on grand scale that's why i was like yo i'm not going to see it on a regular screen I'm going to see the IMAX, and, and and if you can, do it. You know, if you're like me, have a list, and you know, I, I, IMAX and, and all that good stuff comes included. Just do it. You know, do it if you can, because um, shoot, I think it's worth it. And then again, like the plot, the plot is big. And like I said, I only saw it once, and there's I know there's things that went over my head. I just told you about some things that went over, like the bomb, the painting. Like there's too many things for me to um to for me to digest and understand after one viewing. It's the plot is so big that I, you you're requ- I would say you're required to watch it more than once to give an honest a complete I would say this is an honest review give a complete review you know what I'm saying I'm uh, this this whole review this episode of Cinema Survey it, there's an asterisk to it I only saw it once you know I only saw it once I would recommend people see it more than once like if it wasn't COVID and everything going on I'll probably see it more than once all right by now um, before I make an episode but the plot is so big um like I just gotta go back. I need to go back and see it and try to digest it all so I can fully comprehend what's going on. But um, it's not one of those. Um, I watched it and I understood it, and here it is. And and I hope that's not what it's what it's sounding like I'm trying to do right now because I, I I watched it and I understood some of it. But yeah, here it is. Um, but it's a huge plot, and um, and he did a, a good job, man. Listen, this is what it's this is what I I personally needed as a movie lover, movie theater lover, film lover, man. I needed to see something like this um, to uh, distract me from everything going on in the world, especially being in COVID and, and quarantine and locked up. Um, it was a great escape, and again, like I said, it just felt like the perfect quarantine or f- perfect COVID um, movie because. There was so much mask wearing from um, like a gas mask to um, like the tactile um, mask that they were wearing at the beginning, like for CIA, all that stuff. Man, it was um, it was dope. Um, but overall, my my cinema, my, my survey score for Tenet, um, I personally, I like doing out of 10. I'm not a big five star type person i'm not someone like this how many stars because five is just too 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 small i don't think it really gives a full description a full um yeah full description of, of how i feel so out of 10 i give it 8.3 april point and again 8.3 from first after first watch and reacts this is the first watch instant reaction this these these are this is just knee jerk you know what i'm saying this is just knee jerk i haven't really let it settle uh, you know let it marinate i have to see it again that might go up shoot it might go down if i see it again you never know but i, I highly doubt it will go down because you know 
it's Chris Nolan. It's not gonna really happen for me. But so it could go up. But right now, knee jerk reaction um, after first watch, eight point three. Um, for you know, for those the pros and cons that I said, man, listen, I still recommend people to, to go out and see it. Um, if you're a movie, if you're a movie heavy movie junkie, you definitely need to see it. If you're not, if you're not somebody who thoroughly loves going to the movie theater then yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't see it you know it's, it's just it just ain't worth it I, I i would definitely wait a little bit um i'm not saying it was like the greatest movie of all time it's not christopher nolan's best movie you know i i don't think no matter how no matter how many times i see it it's not going to be better than um inception it's not going to be better than dark knight and it's not going to be better than interstellar those are the top three like those are his to me his that, that's his that's his three that's his trinity um but it'll be somewhere in that range after that. I want to say four or five, but somewhere after that. Um, but it's still, still a good film. I would say 8.3. Not a high B. Not a, not a medium B, but a, like, you know, I guess that, I think an 83 was like a, a B minus back in high school. So, so like, like B minus. That would, that's what I would give it an 8.3. IGN gave it an 8, period. And just, just a, a solid 8, which, you know, I can, I can agree with that as well. But, um, I, I just think it's after knee jerk 8.3 um tenant man well worth the wait well worth the wait did it live up to my expectations yes and no like yes and no because you know when you're, you're chris nolan like when when chris nolan films like there's a high expectations so there's things that are like yep it lived up to it but then there's things like uh nah i, I didn't really understand it or I, I didn't really like it like like the villain um but again maybe i have to see it again to um to give a more solidified answer on that but right now if it lived up to my expectation i would say yes or no yes and no excuse me yes and no but yo tenant 2020 go out and see it if you can make sure you stay safe and, and of course make sure you wear your mask because everybody else in the movie is wearing masks so you don't want to be the only one not wearing one but um yo y'all thanks for making it yo this is the first episode of cinema survey let's see how this turns out you know maybe i get i'll get tired of listening to my voice um talking about movies and stuff that i have absolutely no idea anything about so um We'll see how this goes. You know, I hope hopefully it goes well. I might need a co-host because I'm definitely gonna get tired. I I, I might I'm the only one that doesn't like the sound of their own voice. I, I just you know I had this fancy mic, but like I don't like the sound of my voice. You know, I need somebody else. I need to be talking to somebody because he's talking to myself. You know, that, that I just ain't gonna cut it. But uh, yo, first episode of hopefully many more to come. Uh, appreciate y'all for listening if you made it this long definitely appreciate y'all for listening because i know i sure wouldn't have um so until next time cinema survey take care stay safe and be blessed y'all be good